This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Legit, and you are tuning back into Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen, and we're picking right back where we left off after last episode. So we're going to move along to this next topic, um, kind of a topic that we stumbled across on social media, and that's should children become financially responsible for their parents once they are grown. What are your thoughts on that? So when you sent me this meme, I don't know, I had mixed feelings about it because I think it depends on expectations that have been set. Mm-hmm. And it also depends on culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because in Asian culture, um, that's what's expected of you. You're, If you notice, there's a lot of Asian kids that... As soon as they're 16, they get a brand new car and they got all the new tennis shoes and all the latest clothes. And they pretty much don't have a want for anything. They got an Apple computer, whatever new iPhones out. They get whatever they want when mm-hmm. they want it, right? And there's an expectation that I'm going to make your childhood great so that you can go to a great college, get a great career, and take care of me when I get old. That is their expectations. If, you, if you've ever been a convalescent home, you'll notice there's not a lot of Asians in convalescent homes. Just doesn't happen. They do not put their people in convalescent homes because the expectation is for you to take care of your parent. So that's why I said it, it gave me mixed reviews. And then there's people that feel as though they're entitled for their child to take care of them without having this conversation. They just feel like that's what it should be. I don't know if that's really fair or right either. And then there's people like me okay. that's kind of in between. I have three siblings we all agree upon that we do not want our parents in no fucking convalescent home. And so <clears throat> we are willing to do whatever it takes for them to be able to stay in the home. Unless it becomes a situation mm-hmm. where they have to be in a hospital setting, then we'll, you know, we'll have to deal with that when that comes. But if it's just because they're older and they need someone to be in the home with them, either they're moving in with one of us or, you know, we're going to figure it out. You make a good point. It de- I think it just depends on the dynamic because some people right. just come from very small families too. They don't really right. have the means to do that. Some people have to go to work and they have to have somewhere for their loved one to stay during that time because bills and medical expenses got to get paid for. Right, exactly. Or you don't even you just don't have the capacity to do it. Like you don't yeah. have the capacity financially. You don't have the capacity. It's draining. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to do it, it, to being a caretaker is not an easy job. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. have the situations where it's like, yeah, I'm lucky. I have two other people that mm-hmm. we can make these. I can make these decisions about my parents with. Mm-hmm. What if you're the only child? Mm-hmm. And you have two parents you have to think of and they're around the same age. How mm-hmm. are you supposed to figure that out? Right. I agree. I, I definitely agree. And then, they, and then you also have situations where, you know, the parent dynamic is not that great. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have that great a relationship for me to be caring about what happens to you when you get older. Right. No. Or that's not my problem. You better have that written out about what you want to have done when you get older. Do you figure it out? Like, you're going to... But then you have these people that they tuck their parents away in a senior living facility or whatever, and they forget about them. And I was thinking to myself, if my parents had to be in a facility... They wouldn't feel like they were in a facility because I would right. be over there so often that they would know that I, you know, that I care and that I'm here and that you have to be here because of the help that you mm-hmm. need and I can't give it to you. You know, that type of situation. But but everybody's situation is not like that. And so you can't it's not I don't think it's a blanket question that you can ask because some people don't yeah. fuck with their parents like that. And some people it's not their parents right, they fuck right. with like that, it's their grandparents. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think that's an easy question to just blanketly say, yes, you should be financially responsible yeah. for your parents when you I mean, it takes a village to raise children. I will say, like, you know, growing up, I was fortunate to have, obviously, you know, my parents for a certain amount of time. And then um, I had four sets of grandparents. So, you know, my grandparents would pitch in to help out. So when it comes to that, you would think about, okay, taking care of your parents and your grandparents. Especially if, you know, you don't have a parent who's not living anymore and your one of your parents was the only child. You're next. 
to help your grandparents. <laughs> right. You're, ne- yeah. you're next in line. Right. You're right. That's what I'm saying. It all depends on dynamics. And, mm-hmm. and then you have people with special needs and it just, it's a lot of things. A lot of, there's a lot of things that come into dynamics. And sometimes you get to a point yeah. where, you know, someone has an illness that you you can't do anything about. They have to be in a facility because it's the only way they're going to be able to get the best care and the best help that they can. But that's why you also have those conversations, especially if somebody right. gets sick or something like that. Who's going to be your power of attorney? Who's going to be making you know the financial decisions? Who's going to be able to speak for you if you're not able to speak for yourself anymore? You have those type of conversation. <laughs> and that's why I say that you know it's never too early to have a will because you should know what you want to happen if you're no longer here anymore. And who do you want to have what? Because a will and a, a, a will and that. a trust. <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of people don't do that, yeah. especially in the black community. And then people end up fighting over your belongings instead of it already been written out in stone that this is exactly what I want to happen and this is what it's going to be. And so there is no reason to argue or fight because it's the way it wants to be. I mean, me and my siblings have had conversations without my parents about you know, my parents' home, like, is that something that we're going to keep, sell? What are we going to do? Well, no, we need to always have that home because my that was dad's whole thing about having somewhere that we could always come back to no matter what happened in the world. So we can't sell this home. No matter what happens, we got to make sure that we keep this home. Okay, we're all in mm-hmm. agreement on that. So that when that time comes, look, we had this conversation. Like, why, and why, is, why are we even talking at, you know, about it at this point? You know it's documented. I mean? yeah. Right. And we're all yeah. on the same page about it. So it's it's about that too, about like about having these conversations because it's inevitable. Nobody wants to think about when their parents, parents are not going to be grandparents, anymore, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's an inevitable thing that it's an inevitable yeah. thing that you have to go through, and you have to sometimes right. have these hard conversations. And to me, it's better to have these hard conversations when you feel like that decision is far down the road than it is to have it when it gets closer to this could be a real possibility in our lives any day now. So we need to talk about this. Like, I don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. Then I want to have it earlier. Than right. then, so we're all on the same page. And if things change, exactly. grow, then the dynamic changes, but we all are mm-hmm. consensus on the major things when yeah. it comes to our parents. Yeah. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do, because what if you don't get yeah. along with your siblings? You're like, fuck yeah. them. Yeah. That is tough. Especially if you're like, you're the oldest sibling everything falls back on you (laughs) especially depending on the age gap of like you and your sibling like i was saying the dynamic is dynamic is just completely different for everyone because there's just certain things it's like oh you got siblings but like yeah my siblings are old enough to be making these type of decisions (laughs) they don't completely understand What's happening? Right. They don't get it. Exactly. Like they're not gonna be able to make the decisions until later, where you have the you know power right. to kind of include them right. on those type of issues. Mm-hmm. Making certain decisions, right? Because they're not even they don't even have the capacity at that point to really make yeah. these decisions that have long lasting effects. So it's a really open ended mm-hmm. question because it just depends on dynamics. That that's the that's the answer to that question is to me is it depends on the dynamics of the family structure because family is different to different people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think some people just have their priorities, you know, all asked backwards. You were just talking about when it comes to will and people are arguing, going back and forth and stuff. It's really not about that. It's really just about being protected and making sure you're not doing stuff last minute or you're in a situation that you're like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do because you don't have anything set in stone. Yeah, and I and I just go, why leave the added stress on the, the people that are going to still be here after you're gone to try to sort things out and figure things out because you don't want your kids fighting with your siblings or, if, God forbid, your mother outlives you and you're fighting with your grandparents over your parents. Like, or your on, sisters, man, I've seen this yeah. Stuff happen. Your siblings, yeah, it's, shit it's, like it's, that is messy. Are fighting and, stuff yeah. like that. and you end up having this kind of family home because you can't come to an agreement on anything and now you've got gentrification mm-hmm. happening. Look mm-hmm. at Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oakland is a perfect example of that happening where you had a lot of black families that own homes mm-hmm. in Oakland and these people mm-hmm. passed away and these people decided to basically sell the property and or or it getting condemned or taken away because no one's paying the property tax on it. And now they're multi-million dollar homes and now you have white people coming in here refurbishing it 
turning them into condos or turning them into houses and moving into yeah. them. That's yeah, how gentrification crazy. happens. You know what I mean? And that's what we're seeing. When you see these, when people say, man, this used to be a beautiful middle-class black neighborhood and now it's, it was, it's the hood and now a whole bunch of white people live here. That's exactly what happened. Cause what happened? And, Cause our great grandparents paid whatever they pay for these houses. And now it's not even in the family anymore. How do you think white people build their wealth by having property, by having land? Yeah. And it's not like we didn't mm-hmm. have that. We did have that. That's where gentrification comes about. So that's why I said, like, this is this is this is a bigger conversation on whether you should take care of your parents or not. It's really about what legacy you're trying to leave behind for your children and the people after you. And then you had made a, a good point earlier in the conversation and you talked about um you know, some parents just feel entitled to everything that, you know, their child has and what they're doing. It's like, and sometimes I'm like, well, why are you even having like kids, you know, they complain about, I did this, this, this and that. But I'm like, yeah, but I was a child and you brought me into this world. That, that's your job. <laughs> You're supposed to do that. So why are you complaining about the things that you had to do for me coming up? It's not like I'm being unappreciative or, you know, not appreciative of the things that you did for me. It's like, why are you complaining about the things you were supposed to be doing as an adult for your child? <laughs> I never understood that because a child did not ask to be brought into this world. You brought this child into this world, right? You, the parent, you, the parents brought this child into this world. So to throw it back in this kid's face, like I did all these things for you. Well, you, I was your child. This is what you chose to do for me. And I don't feel like a child should be made to feel guilty about what a parent has done for them in order for the child to do, to take care of their parents. What kind of relationship is that? You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Dynamics are different. Like I can imagine that. I could not imagine having that dynamic with my parents. I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. I don't, for me, I don't have a problem doing anything for my parents. My parents ask me to do something. I'm willing to do it for them just because they're my parents and that's the type of relationship I have with them. But I also understand the flip side corner of that where people are like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not going out of my way for my, I I have people in my own family that are that way that are like, nah, I'm not fucking with my mom like that. And I understand, but I'm, I couldn't imagine a world like that. Or, no, I'm not fucking with my pop right. like that. I'm cool. I'm cool off that. I, I'm not dealing with him. I know a lot of people that are like way that don't mess with one parent or the other. And for me, it, that's kind of unimaginable. But it, I, it happens. It happens. So you can't expect someone to feel the same way you do. Yeah. And you're asking all this, sh- you're asking all this shit too from your children. It's like, okay, but does your. You're asking, you you feel entitled because your child or whatever has this, but it's like, okay, what position is your child in? Did your child even have the means to be doing all the stuff that you're asking, you know, asking for? And have you sat down and had that conversation? Like, yeah, if my parents ever do get in a situation like that and I, you know, am financially stable to take care of that, then that will happen. That's why I think it's necessary to have those type of conversations. But if not, if your child is not financially stable or doesn't have certain things like what really are you expecting and what really are the fuck are you complaining yeah, unrealistic about? Unrealistic <laughs> expectations. I mean, parents are having unrealistic expectations on their children and expecting them to basically carry their entire lifestyle because they're your parent. Come on, man. That's not what you raise your child. That's not to do, fair. And that's not really fair to them because you're hindering them. You're putting an anchor on them and how are they going to be able to go build a life for themselves? If you're always expecting for them to float your lifestyle. That's not why you brought a child into the world. I would think, you know, but people have, I mean, you don't know. That's what I'm saying. Dynamics. Yeah. Dynamics. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. People feel entitled to certain things. You know what I mean? I remember watching um, the Tina Stur- T- Turner story. What's love got to do with it? When Ike Turner came to her mama's house and gave her some money, talking about he crushed her yoses in the yard and he didn't crush nothing. And she took the money and her daughter showed up to the session that he wanted to show up in the very next day. Mm-hmm. Like you felt like she basically sold her daughter off. And every time she tried to go to her mom to get help when he was whooping her ass, she would tell Ike where she was because Ike was taking care of her lifestyle. There are people out there that are like that. That's what I'm saying. It all depends on dynamic. Tyler, Tyler Perry has a movie like that as well. I, I can't think of the name of it. You know, I'm talking about that movie with Tyler Perry. Oh yeah, um, I can't remember the name of that movie, but I know exactly what movie you're talking about because it has Lynn with. She pretty much Lynn was Winfield pimping her daughter out, yeah, <laughs> and she pretty much pimps yeah. her daughter out so that she could have a particular lifestyle because this man had money and prestige. When people mm-hmm. do that, 
Yeah. So I, yeah, for that particular question and that topic, I really just think it just depends on the dynamic and the conversations you're having or whatever with your family. You know, everybody thinks there's some type of expert on all these topics. So I'd be cracking up in the comment section on different things that people have to say. I'm like, no, you're not about to sit here and dictate everybody's motherfucking life. Every dynamic is different. You can't speak for everyone. <laughs> no, you really can't. You can't speak for everyone. And, and everybody is, like I said, it's, it's all depending on dynamic. You can't. Every family situation is different. Some people don't have family. You know what I mean? Like, this is something mm-hmm. they don't even have to think about because they don't have family like that. They they but they got to think about own. where their shit is going to when right, they're they gone. Think about, <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's why I always tell people that sometimes family is what you make it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has a liberty to, you know, have a family or even have a big family. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a situational thing. Oh, I, I definitely agree. Now we're going to move along to the next topic. Um. Football season's coming down to an end. Uh, Super Bowl is coming up, and the two teams in the Super Bowl are the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. How do we feel about those two matchups? If they both could lose, that would be a win for me. <laughs> Can the Super Bowl end in a tie? I, probably not, right? Right, because I'm just sitting here like, uh... As a Raider fan, there's no way in hell I'm rooting for Kansas City. Fuck Kansas City. Oh, shit. Even though I do like Patrick Mahomes and I do think that Andy Reid deserves a Super Bowl, they both need to go uh, to another team and I wouldn't have a problem like, rooting for either really? one of them. But because they're in Kansas City, fuck them. Yeah, like, this is I the know. worst case scenario for someone that's a, fucking, a yeah, somebody, Oakland Raider fan, a Bay a Raider Area Raider fan. Like, this is no, like. No. <laughs> This is the most disgusting ending that you could have possibly like, asked for. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, and I think, too, for uh, for a lot of us that live around a lot of 49er fans, that's the worst part. It's not really yeah. the Niners themselves. It's, yeah. It's yeah. the fans. Like, I don't have a problem watching good football. I know that this Super Bowl is going to be a good game. Like, you don't know which way this is going to go. Is Patrick Mahomes going to just blow the place out and throw up 60 points? Or is that 49er defense going to give them a run for their money and, and the Niners are going to be able to run at will on Kansas City? You don't know which way this game is going to go. So it is going to be an exciting Super Bowl. I will give them that. Um, as far as who I want to win, I could give two fucks who wins. That's just my honest opinion. I don't really give a damn. Fuck both them teams. Really, that's how I honestly feel. It's really fucking annoying. What's annoying about it is... It's like, okay, so it's like the year the Raiders fully make that transition to Vegas is the year that the right? Niners end up in the Super Bowl. What did we do? It's the year the, that the Niners end up in the Super Bowl instead of motherfucking Raiders. I just, <laughs> like football guys, like, what, yeah, like, what do we do to deserve this? for shit, bro. <laughs> like, like, dude, we're already catch a break. give us the worst it case is, scenario you could possibly ever give us. San Francisco 49ers against Kansas City. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the only worst it could have been if it was, was the Patriots against San Francisco. That would have been even worse. But still, I mean, Kansas City is in our division. Oh, we hate Kansas City, bro. Kansas City against the 49ers. <sighs> now, for me... I live in the Bay. Yeah. So I'm going to have to listen to these niggas brag for, oh my God. I'm just. For I'm years. For- <laughs> this whole quest for six bullshit. For years. Come on, man. Niner gang. Bang, bang, bang. If you guys don't get the fuck. I, oh my God. I'm telling you. You said Niner gang. Bang, I'm bang, disgusted. bang. disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusted, bro. And, and the thing that's funny. So Vegas. Vegas. Raiders have officially announced that bitches, we are in Vegas. So Vegas is now officially a football town. Girl, this is now did you officially- see that chant <laughs> that they did at the end? It was so sad, bro. It's so sad. Oh my God. It, it's like, I, it's, it's I don't heartbreaking know. to me, quite and personally. The, like, I'm, all, I'm a dire Raider fan. Like, that's just the way life's going to be. But this first the, year, it's going to hurt a little bit. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. It's yeah. going to hurt a little bit because I've seen the commercials. 
that they're corny. playing in Vegas. Corny. Oh, my, oh God, my God. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Get this bro, show off my TV. Dude, <laughs> like two, I want to say like two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I drove past a Coliseum. Yeah, I seen that shit. <laughs> and there was a big ass fucking sign talking about we are the 49ers. I seen that shit. I almost died, bro. Like what? The blasphemy. Right. I, oh my God. I, I was heartbroken. Like I literally was heartbroken. Like this is, it's real, bro. Like it's real. And, I, and Raiders are bringing in the We already know Vegas is a money town, but they're bringing in even more money and all these big businesses and stuff out here investing in this team. I'm like, damn, y'all need to play like motherfucking money. Shit. <laughs> nice ass state of the art stadium. I say this. I, all these casinos, all these big organizations investing in them. Y'all need to play like some motherfucking money. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, what did what did Raiders do to the sports guys? Like, real talk. Like, I say this to say that we have we are having like the craziest transition right now. Out of all the years for it to, the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. You do it in the years that the Raiders is the last season of them in Oakland, and we got to drive past this motherfucker with the big ass sign that says we are the 49ers. <laughs> Next to the Coliseum, bro. Like, it's not like it's just some random place in Oakland. It's next to the fucking Coliseum and a big ass sign. <laughs> like, you can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Poor Oakland, I, man. I was devastated, bro. I just was like, man. We deserve we deserve a W, bro. Oakland deserves a W. Like the A's need to get on that shit. A's, I'm talking to y'all. Y'all need to get on y'all shit. Y'all need to build a state of art um, facility <coughs> in Oakland. Don't be like the fucking well, 49ers fucking and go to, to fucking Santa Clara or some Vegas bullshit too. like that. Stay in Oakland. <laughs> if the A's come to Vegas, girl, <laughs> bye. Bruh, if the A's Oakland come is gonna to be Vegas, debilitated, bro. I'm going to be like, wow. All Oakland is going to be the hood, wow. dude. That's bad for business, dude. Libby Schaff is fucking that place over. And, te- and technically, they got a stadium because their minor league team plays right over here in Summerlin. It's a nice-ass ballpark. So technically- I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, And the A's got that Libby Shaft. Get your motherfucking shit together, bitch. You're fucking the game up, and you're fucking up Oakland. You need to find a way for the A's to stay in Oakland so you can continue to get a revenue for a professional sports team. Otherwise, what do you have for, reason for people to even come to for Oakland? What? No one's going to come to Oakland for any... What? What are you going to come to Oakland for? The Raiders are gone. The Warriors are gone. And if the A's leave, then what? What are people going to come... There's going to be nothing for people to come to Oakland for except unless they live there yeah, or they work it's there. Tragic. Otherwise, no one's coming to fucking Oakland, man. You can't do that to that city, dude. That city is too rich yeah. with culture and sports and to do them like that. Like, <laughs> y'all got to find a way to keep the A's and keep the A's in Oakland and find a good facility for them, man. Fuck all these people, these developers that are trying to get them in here and build all these townhomes and apartments and condos and bullshit and get a get a decent stadium for your baseball team. It's outrageous to me, man. Oakland deserves better. Yeah, so that stadium out here. <laughs> uh, they've made quite a lot of progress. I- it's crazy. Well, back to the Super Bowl. Um, ugh. this is probably the worst thing that could have ever happened. The worst combination that could have ever happened because if the Niners win this, I think I could deal with the easier if Kansas City wins, even though I hate Kansas City guys because I don't really have to see Kansas City fans. Like, they won. Okay, who cares? Fuck them niggas, right? But if the 49ers win, I'm going to have to hear about this shit for the long haul and I don't know if I could live through another year of listening to these punk ass 49er fans talk about their bitch ass team or my team just <laughs> picked up and moved to a whole nother fucking state I'm sick and we still got Derek, Derek. Carr as our quarterback Yeah, I'm What's sick about that, that too <laughs> he got one year in Las Vegas 
because Las Vegas is a money town and they don't like losing. And they got a hockey team that everybody's gotten behind. Vegas fucks with their hockey team for heavy. real. No, heavy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a joke over there. It's not. So <laughs> if, if the Raiders come over there and stink it up and Derek Carr is a catalyst to that, Derek Carr got to go. You know the wins and losses fall on the quarterback, period. I don't give a fuck what none of these who Derek Carr supporters are talking about. At the end of the day, the wins and losses fall on the quarterback. They don't care what defense you have. They don't oh care Lord. what your special teams have. They don't care about what injuries you have. The wins and losses fall on you. And oh. right now, I don't even think this nigga's batting 500. Oh. And I'm over him. I've been over him. I've been over him for three years now. And I'm ready for everybody else to get over him. They need to go get Joe Burrow and stop playing. I know. I'm just, uh, I'm over it. <laughs> just don't go get Jalen Hurts, bro. Don't do that to me, man. Don't do that to me. Don't, I don't want Jalen Hurts. And that's no, no, no tea, no shade towards Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, you need a better system than the Raiders can provide you at this point. You don't need, the Gruden system is not the system that you need to be in. Look at Derek Carr. He's floundering over here. He's been floundering for fucking years. And I don't know when people are going to get it. We need a knockdown, drag out quarterback that can come into any system and give us the heat. Why everybody else can pick up a quarterback that's fucking decent? We're always picking up fucking duds. We haven't had a decent quarterback since Rich Gannon. You know how long that's been? Yeah. Yeah. A decade. Fuck. Over a decade. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I can't take it no more, dude. I can't, ta- I can't take losing like this no more. 2023 is probably the last time we had a decent quarterback, and that's when we had Rich Gannon. I mean, 2020, 2003. Uh, so 2023, that'll be 20 years since we had a decent fucking quarterback, dude. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, 2000, yeah 2003. Yep. Y'all can say defense. Y'all can say offensive line. Y'all can say a whole lot of shit. But it comes down to having a decent-ass quarterback, bro. Yeah. And there's been bright spots on both our offense and defense, and our quarterback continues to make decisions that I'm like, we're paying you 25 a mil for this. 25 mil a year for what he's producing. People satisfied with that. I'm not satisfied with that. I want my money back. <laughs> Did you go to a game this, this last season? <laughs> no. <laughs> for what? I was like, did she go to it? I don't think she went to a game. I was not interested. She was not fucking with it. No. If they would have shown some bright spots where I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm fucking with them. I was, when they were like that six and, I think it was like six and four. I was like, oh, okay. They might got something going if they can get some wins together. And then who we had in our schedule, Mm -hmm. I'm like, "We, we got opportunity to beat these teams. And they couldn't pull it off. I was done, bro. I'm not going to no game. I'm not, no. Hell no. For what? To just have my heart broken? No, nah, man. We couldn't even finish the season 500, bro. We could not finish the season 500. How? How can you not finish the season 8 and 8? Yeah. I don't get it. There's no reason why they, they couldn't finish the season 8 and 8. And when I looked at some of these fucking playoff games, I'm like, Tennessee? Yeah. The Texans? Come on, man. And you was in the hunt with these teams. If y'all could have got your act together, you could have really almost gave a team a run for their money. No. No. They had an opportunity to beat Kansas City. Let Kansas City score, what, 28 points in one quarter and couldn't do shit else for the rest of the fucking game. Yeah. I can't. I can't with that team. And we wasn't even told to be talking about them bunk-ass Raiders. Since we're on the Raiders, though... Let's talk about AB. God, oh no. <laughs> I can't. Let's talk I about can't AB, with this AB out here on the ankle monitor, bro. Did you, he out did here you see the video of this nigga? Of him running away from nigga? the media and running the wrong way? Did you see his outfit, bro? Did you see this nigga? And you know they want to, you know they want to give him life. <laughs> AB is sick. Girl. <laughs> Did you see him in that fucking suicide vest? I can't. I oh, can't no, with this man. man. I don't want to laugh. AB out here wilding, bro. AB is sick, but dude. But CTE, man. You, and AB I'm not even sick. like. It's beyond CTE, dude. <laughs> he got CTE on top of something else. I'm done. Else. 
I no nah, for real. He erratic and a motherfucker. Like I'm thinking he bipolar. He is. And manic, all that is tied to CTE. <laughs> he crazy, bro. I he crazy, dude. Uh, yeah, it's sad. And I don't use that word like it's sad. Homeboy ain't wrapped too tight. Oh my! How do you? How do we? The, just the sudden events <laughs> that have taken place. How do we go from AB to the Raiders? Uh, motherfucker not showing up to training camp. Uh, his foot is frozen. His foot about to fall off. <laughs> uh, I no longer want to be a Raider. Uh, I'm a Patriot. Uh, that didn't work out. Sexually assaulting woman. I'm sorry, Patriots. No apology to the Raiders. Um, I no longer am a fan of white woman. Fuck this bitch, even though I had children by her. This bitch doesn't belong here. This is not her property. You cursing out the Hollywood police to this? I am baffled, <laughs> but not surprised. <laughs> I don't know. A.B., I don't know. A.B. is sick, dude. This latest stint of him getting arrested for, what is a battery on a moving a moving person? Uh, he got felony uh, battery for beating beating up a moving moving guy or something like that? I was like trying that. to understand and it. I, at first. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really grasp the whole, the whole situation. Like, I'm not really sure exactly what he did, but I do know he has a felony battery charge yeah it's it's one of his charges i don't know if that's um, all of his charges burglary battery charge uh it's his trainer antonio brown and his trainer are facing criminal charges after allegedly engaging in a physical altercation with a truck driver tuesday outside of brown's home in hollywood florida i i'm just like what a truck driver altercation with the truck driver What, what is going on why are you in an altercation with a truck driver for what And then uh, the week before, his then his well his agent dropped him like a month ago or some shit like that. Then this like a week ago, his lawyer dropped him, like stop fucking with him, and said until he gets help or agent or something. There was somebody else that dropped him, and he ended up having to get somebody new. And now you and your personal trainer are getting into it with a moving. Yeah, your trainer. What the hell did they steal, (laughs) dude? You're his trainer. What are you doing? I don't get it. AB ain't wrapped too tight. He gets, he help. Man, he lucky. He got just an ankle monitor. <laughs> what the fuck? I just I can't. That's embarrassing. I don't I don't understand. Like and I keep saying to myself. Who is in this man's life? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a very good question. Like, what is anybody doing to, you know, to make sure you're getting the resources, make sure you're you're getting the help you really need? Because this dude is sick. Like, some of the stuff I'm like, it's not even like a laughing matter. Like, this just the stuff that he does, his shenanigans. Like, it's sick. Mm-mm. His antics, like, it's sick. It's sick. It's not even funny to me no more because the antics have just gotten out of control. And I'm just hoping that it doesn't get to the point where this young brother is dead somewhere because he did some shit that he wasn't supposed to do. And he pissed somebody off or or he does something to himself or whatever, because it's like, are these cries for help or what? Like, dude, it's it's not rap tight, bro. He just is not rap tight. And I just at first it was like, fuck him. Because he's out here doing the most and he's out here making himself look fucking crazy. And now I'm like, he ain't making himself look crazy. Homeboy really is crazy. Like, he needs help. He needs some serious, serious, serious help. It's sad to see somebody that's that great with that much athletic ability and potential to basically watch him dissolve in front of us. It's like Mm -hmm. the Kanye West thing to me all over again, personally. You're just watching somebody with all of this talent, all this greatness deteriorate Mm -hmm. in front of your eyes. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, wow, like, what is Mm -hmm. this industry doing to people? It's crazy to me. All a lot of black people have had meltdowns and breakdowns and fucking disappear off the face of the earth. Martin Lawrence, fucking Dave Chappelle, a whole bunch of people. It's weird, dude. It's weird. 
It's weird the shit that happens to people. Even Kevin Hart going through his shit. Yeah. From the affair shit leaking to this I agree. car accident. And you even have like, that other child, uh, that ch- Disney star. It's scary. Well, he's, it's scary out he's here. He's had issues for quite some time now, for years. Orlando Brown, like, that man is sick. Like, he needs some, oh, he needs some a Brown? lot of those Disney stars. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And he's mm-hmm. out there self-medicating. Methamphetamines and it's just fucking him up, dude. That shit is not right. natural. It's not normal. You should not be putting that shit in his body. And he's too talented for all of that. He's way too talented for all this extraness that's going on with him. And I've seen people try to help him, and it just like people should have tried to help this kid way earlier, man. And sometimes you look at people and be like, damn, yeah. are they really lost or are they gone forever? Like the next thing we're going to hear about them is that they're dead somewhere because they just couldn't, you know snap out of whatever it is that they were in. It just, it's crazy, mm-hmm. man. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. It, it's crazy out here. And I hate using the word crazy because that's such a, you know, non-political correct term for someone that has mental health issues. But, you know, AB's actions have been really volatile and really all over the place. Like, yeah. even the way he would, like, even the way he was talking to his baby mama in front of his kids, right. I was like, wow, right. dude, like, your kids are here. You calling their mother all out her name and this, that, and the, like, right. You going to let them take her, take y'all away out of here in a, in the back of a police car. Right. right. Like, come on, man. You couldn't even been like, I'll call them an Uber to come get them. Nothing. You going to let these people drive her off in the police car with your kids. That ain't, that ain't normal behavior, bro. Right, him leaking, you know, personal conversations and stuff between the two of them as well. Like, it's a little bit too much. <laughs> a little and bit too much. Latin chick that he got all over his Instagram. It's just. Oh yeah, got some music he, career. Because he was on this whole. He was on. He was on. Yeah, I don't know about all that, dude. <laughs> he was on this campaign of you know no more white woman. I mean, well, we could have told you that a long time ago, my dude. That's the wave you you decide, <laughs> decided to be on and have children by this woman. I don't know how to help you now. You had children by this woman. Hey, he chose what he chose. I just hope that he gets the mental help right. that he, he needs. Right. Because he is sick. Real talk. Homeboy is sick as hell. And he can't be out here like this. Like, I don't like seeing a black man out here like that. He really needs to get mm-hmm. the help that he needs. And I don't know who needs to say what to him, but somebody needs to say, I pray that somebody says the right thing to him for him to be like, you know what? Something is wrong with me. And I don't even know why I'm this way. I look back at some of this stuff and I go, I can't believe I did that. Cause I feel like he's having like an out of body experience. So there's no way that he thinks what he's doing is okay and normal. Right. And in fact, if he does, that's even more scary. That's what I'm saying, like, um, this whole CTE thing, because what it is, like, you can't even really, like, you, you know, people obviously assume, like, okay, like, it has to be, like, a symptom of that, but when, what movie was that that came out? Was it a Jamie Foxx movie? Who did that movie? Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, like, when they, mm -hmm, yes. When that movie and stuff came out, you really, and then I went back and just read more about it, like, you really don't know if someone has it until, like, they're gone. Yeah, they can't study the brain to see if you have it until you're gone. There's no scan, no test that they can do because of how they have to open up the brain to see the holes and things like that. They you they can't discover it until after you're no longer here, and you would have to donate your body to science for them to be able to do it. So I don't know, like I don't know, like and and the thing is, is is there even a cure for that? Like, is there a cure for that, or is there a way but, to maintain yeah, it? Yeah, but my whole thing is like if. As severe as his is. Exactly. And that's my whole thing. You're you're saying, like, is there a cure for it? But the fact that you don't even know if somebody has it until after they're dead. And like you said, if they're not going to, you know, donate their body or whatever to science, there's no true way of finding out. So how do you know how to, you know, how do you know how to cure something without knowing exactly what they have? You know what I mean? How, how exactly, how well, exactly think, could you cure that? I think the well, I think... We, we would have to start with curing the symptoms that you see that are associated with CTE 
and head injuries. Like, you know, it's a direct effect of people having constant hits against their head and constant concussions and realizing, you know, what are we doing for concussion protocol? Like, I know people feel like, oh, the league is getting so soft. This, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. And, and in some respects, I agree. In some respects, I disagree because they've gotten soft when it comes to offensive players, but defensive players are not as protected as the quarterback or defenseless receivers and things of that nature, right? You have running backs that can tuck and push their head down and lead with their head and not get called with the penalty. But if a defensive player does that, Mm -hmm. that's a penalty and they can be ejected for the game for targeting, right? So I don't think they're protecting all the players equally or the same. And there's still a propensity for you to get a concussion, even if someone doesn't hit you upside your head. So I think it starts with the underlying issues of concussions and how they deal with them in football. I think that's where it starts is dealing with dealing with that period because you're not going to have it to where people are going to want to stop watching football, nor are you going to have it to where people want to stop playing football. It's just not going to happen. People, as long as you can make millions playing this game and doing this sport, people are going to want to play this game. That is going to be their aspiration. Some of these people, this is their aspiration because it's the only way vehicle that they see that they can get their family out of whatever situation that they're in. And that's sad though, because it's like, you're going to make millions and then you're going to end up having this short lifespan or something like AB, like your career is cut short. And it's like, (laughs) but think about it like military people, people that sign up for the military or people that sign up for to be police officers. Their jobs are really, really dangerous and they don't even know if they're coming home tomorrow or not. These people are willingly putting their bodies on the line to make millions of dollars, right? So I get what you're saying, but to think of it, like to think you're playing professional sports and to think like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this or if I'm going to live that long is sad. That's very sad. (laughs) It is sad. It is sad. And to try to think about how do we keep the nuances of the game but also protect the players is a battle that I think the NFL is going to be struggling with for a very long time to come because we're going to see more and more cases of people falling off the rails. And the thing is, too, is that A.B. could have been showing signs of being like this, which he did. We saw his blow-ups on the sidelines with um, the Steelers towards the end of his career with them. And then... And then things just got progressed, have been getting progressively worse from, you know, his antics with the Steelers to and how that relationship ended to what he did with the Raiders to how he acted after he got dismissed against the Patriots and coming after uh, Mr. Kraft and that whole organization to what he's done that, you know, in between with his baby mom and all of that to what he's got going on now. Like, it's a fucking yeah, shit show. But don't nobody really care and about your mental it, health. After the fact, they care about right. Yeah. All they cared about him was showing. You're up making them money. And You're filling game. in those seats. And I think that's every motherfucking Sunday, Monday, Thursday, because fucking and NFL think- owns damn that whole fucking week. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But that's what they need to. That's where the problem lies. That's how you start thinking about how do you cure cure this? You know, if people are showing signs of depression, noticing that early. And getting them help immediately, like making that a part of their contract. That if we see certain symptoms, you have to go get help for these things because we need you to be as mentally and physically healthy as you possibly can be, or we're going to retire you. Like they need to make these rules strict. It's the same way I feel about the way the military does these young men when they get out of the military. Like there's no, you know, bringing them back to being a regular civilian. They just, okay, thank you for your service. And then to just dump you off in the community and wonder why a lot of these guys end up on drugs or drinking. I mean, I'll go all the way back to the Vietnam War. How many of these older homeless gentlemen do you see on the street were Vietnam vets? It's because no one cared enough to put, to figure out what's going on with them. And when they figured out what's going on with them, no one went back and go, okay, this is what we're going to do yeah. for you and make sure that you're good. And they need to do that for the NFL players too. Don't they have a union? And they need to build that into their salaries. Even if it's okay. like they have to pay a union type of thing where they, I think they do. Where they, Cause they, I think if they play, I think it's at five years in the league, if they get a, a pension and, and healthcare for life, I think they ch- changed that. But I think yeah. they need to go a step they further need to and start that. taking care of them while they're playing the game. Period, because and it may even start with the NCAA because the NCAA makes billions of dollars off these kids in college, 
And they need really need to start taking care of these kids. They really, really do. Because you hear these stories of these people, these gentlemen that have played professional football and end up being addicted to drugs and coming to find mm-hmm. out the first right. time that they were on some of these drugs is from when they were in college and had an injury. And then you're wondering why these kids have opioid addiction. Right. We've been pumping them with fucking opioids since they were right. freshmen in college. They don't know no different. They just know what takes the pain away. So I just think that's just going to be something that they're going to battle back and forth with for a long time, but they're going to have to figure it out. AB, all I can do is pray for you, brother, and hope you get the help that you need. As far as him playing the league ever again, I don't see it. I don't see it. And quite frankly, I don't think that's what's important right now. His mental- <laughs> yeah, I don't see it. That's but but that's been the the narrative is is he gonna ever get a chance in the league? Nobody again? should and really be at this point. Nobody should be thinking about that. <laughs> they should be thinking about his mental health and him being there for his kids, until so that we don't hear about him not being here anymore over some fuck mm-hmm. shit. We're gonna pray for you, dude. Yeah, draft so day. Draft- so draft day, you know, day. we're back to Vegas again. Vegas is doing big things. So draft, big yes, for real. Uh, the draft will be here in Vegas. So let me tell you about these massive plans that they have. So apparently it will be at the Bellagio. They are shutting down the strip. That is confirmed. The strip will be shut down like it's New Year's Eve for this NFL draft. And they'll have a stage, a stage set up over the Bellagio fountains. I'm here for the players to walk on as they're being drafted and shaking the commissioner's hand. And apparently the players are supposed to be boated up to the stage over the fountains. I'm like, wow, this is, this is some elaborate shit over the Bellagio fountains. Hey, you know, it's Vegas. You know, they got to do the most. Right. Is this, I think it's just the first time it's been in Vegas. Yes, I they, think, they yeah. started moving it around. Um, the first year they moved it was um, to Chicago, and they did like two years back-to-back in Chicago. I forget where they did it last year, and then this year have they're coming to, to Vegas. No, I have not been to one. Well, there's going to be a lot of people flying in, you know, from everywhere. Um, Allegiant, since the name of that stadium is going to be called Allegiant Stadium, Allegiant has partnered with the Raiders and Allegiant now would be flying out of Oakland. So, <laughs> you know, if you want to get your reasonable flight to come out to these games, you can fly on Allegiant because Allegiant was only flying out of like Stockton and some other places, not too many places. So that's going to be interesting. I know there's going to be a lot of people in town. So they flights from Oakland to Vegas? Yep. Mm-hmm. They've partnered with them. They're going to be on the cheap cheap. Yeah. If they can rival with Southwest. <laughs> Or um, competition blue sometimes, and that might be the move. Yeah, I am trying to see that stadium. Yeah. even though I feel like I'm gonna have to pay five hundred dollars to get a ticket to go in there. Oh, you know, oh, you I'm know it. it it's I a new stadium. It's gonna be ridiculous. I wouldn't be surprised if Raiders build their own little hotel. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a mini casino in there. If there's a club, you know, in there, it's it's gonna be something similar to uh, the Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta. Oh my God! Have you been to that stadium? Oh, okay. That no, I have Stadium is off the hook. So that is gonna it's gonna be similar something like that because yeah, it's gonna be a dome and then they'll have like a clear uh, see see through like glass window as well, which like outlooks the strip and you can see across because it's like right across from Mandalay Bay on the fifteen um on the, off the fifteen. And I'm here. That means Mandalay Bay prices about to go up. Yeah, because you some of those rooms you can like see the actual stadium and kind of see. I guess kind of inside there. You said it's going to be a dome, and I think yeah, I yeah, believe so. I'm gonna ask that. Vegas I think is so. Fucking hot as hell and cold as hell. Please say it's going to be a dome. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's what it should be. I believe so. That's what I was hearing. It's going to be a dome. I don't see why it wouldn't be. I believe that's what it's going to be. And then not this year because I was asking myself, I'm like, wow, I wonder if they're going to have like a shuttle or something because, you know, they have the monorail here, which takes you to different hotel drop off points. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering because I was like, you know, Vegas is a party and a money town. People like to come here to gamble, to drink, party. Now, you know, now it's a party town before years ago wasn't really that. But now it's kind of turned into like this party and club mecca. 
So all these different hotels, casinos, you know, their prices and whatnot are going to skyrocket. People are going to be bringing in a lot of money with the Raiders being here. Not that they don't already do. Because really, Vegas makes a lot of their money off of conventions. Believe it or not, that's how they make a lot of their money. So with the Raiders coming in here, that they're bringing in even more money. But they're supposed not this year, but I want to say next year or the year after, they're going to have a monorail, which is going to like shuttle you over to the uh, stadium because the stadium is not on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's across the 15. So I was thinking like, okay, Vegas is party town. You know, people like to turn up. Now people are going to have all these options to pregame at hotels and casinos and to drink aside from tailgating. So can you just imagine you going to a Raider game in Oakland and people are, you know, out there fucked up, drunk, and then you're in a town like Vegas where they have drink specials and you can drink all day and party all Like, can you imagine that? <laughs> and people are trying to get over there to That's that stadium. I so I was like... There's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna miss that game because you don't, they're gonna be so fucked you don't up by the time they get to the Technically, even stadium. really have to tailgate because there's gonna be so many casinos. There's, there's already a lot of different sports bars and things here where people go to watch games and turn up. So there's just gonna be so many options before a game and after. <laughs> so it's going to be turn up city over there for the Raiders and yes. people that like to bet. And it's going to be a tourist attraction. The only thing that I can give advice I can give to the Raiders is put a winning product on the field because that's, that's how saying. you're going to keep the real diehards in there willing to pay the money to come and see y'all because you guys have a winning product, especially as people that are still here in the Bay area or LA. Like right. we're all going to make that, per- that, trip to the make it a go damn finally the Raiders got their own stadium without a baseball team yeah. cool it looks cool in here like I think every Raider fan is going to do that but mm-hmm. the, to keep us coming back mm-hmm. no one's going to say oh I'm willing to pay 550 for that ticket if we're out here looking like some fucking bums that's what I'm saying yeah that's what I'm saying it has to make sense <laughs> Vegas already got winners out no, there no for bro. real you can't go out there stinking it for up real. They got winners out there, bro. Vegas is a place where everybody's feel like that, you know, they and come their, there to be a winner. Don't go up there. Their practice facility up, is here in Henderson. I think that's going to be like a dome too. It's, it's going to look something similar to the uh, stadium as well. So they're building that as well, which looks crazy. So draft days in Vegas, it's going to be completely nuts up there. I know that Raider Nation is mm-hmm. going to be definitely in mm-hmm. the building since we're moving to Vegas. And all of that. So I know there it's going to be heavy presence of Raider fans in Las Vegas then. I thought about going. It is. But I feel like it's going to be crazy. It's going to be there. like New Year's. So I'm not I'm sure. I'm telling you right now, they're shutting down the, they're shutting down the strip yeah. for this shit. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Like, Vegas, there's, there's always a lot of Raider fans in Vegas anyway. And now you're going to have the propensity of more fans coming. Plus the fans that live in California and the surrounding areas are definitely going to try to make that trip over there for for the draft. So it's going to be an interesting day. It's going to be fun. They usually have a lot of activities and things that you can give away and things that you can do out there. So if you can make the trip to Vegas and you're really interested in something like that, draft day is, is really cool. You don't even have to have a ticket to actually get into the draft where they call the numbers because anywhere that you're going to be where it's, well, it's going to be outside draft, you're going to be able to see what the hell is going on so well, yeah because i told you they're going to have the stage oh they're doing it outside. on over the fountain so that's even better yeah i didn't know if they were going to put it on a yeah i didn't know if they were going to put it over a canopy or, or what they were going to do but if it's going to be outside then yeah then it's it's going to be crunk i don't know usually you had to pay to get into the actual draft not pay but i think it's like a lottery or some shit that you had to do to get into the actual place where they have the actual draft. But but Vegas, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised you know, if they're... Vegas has some very massive plans for these next couple of years. I just read a massive article on all the plans that they have in store, things that are um, certain things that are closing, new things that they're building. Because, you know, they're always building out here. If you're into construction, you're into construction. Is a... like, this is, that's like the, this is the perfect place to live. You'll never be yeah, out of a job. Vegas, 
I don't think as many as years I've been going back and forth to Vegas, I don't think there's ever been a point where something wasn't getting built, rebuilt, refurbished, something. There's always some type of construction going on Always. There. And so I read this article about, like, all these massive plants that they have. I'm like, this shit is, like, ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, the for what they have in store for the next couple years, I'm like, wow. And some of the stuff they've been building, let me say, like, for over maybe 10 years, they have something over there on the strip that's just now going to be finished at the end of 2020 that they've been working on for like over six years. And I'm like, I remember when they first started building this. I'm telling you, (coughs) Vegas is going to be a a hot spot for people to move to. It really is. They have, they're going to have a baseball team out there soon enough. They got a football team. They got a hockey team. All they need is an NBA team. Vegas is shaping up to be a place that people bring in. You got the aces out here. Yeah, Vegas is shaping up to be a to be a place where people really want to be, and there's always something. And everybody stops in Vegas. Everybody has a concert in Vegas. You know, there's always things going on in Vegas. You're not going to miss much. Aces are good too. Living in Vegas, Aces and the Knights are good. Those are those those, that's Vegas's team out here. The Aces and the Knights. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They already got winners. That's why the Raiders need to get out there and be on their shit. So I'm excited. Draft day should be interesting. We got two first round picks. Um, I think one's around twelve, between twelve and fifteen. The other one's like nineteen or twenty, somewhere around there. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. It'll be interesting, but I'm glad they're doing it in Vegas because Vegas is a turn up spot. People from everywhere want to go to Vegas to do what to turn up, no matter where they are. So. It'll be interesting to see how that all falls. I wonder how many people are gonna be arrested. Um, how many people are gonna be just flat out? Yeah, and that's another thing. If you are coming strong, from, you know, right if you're coming from California to come out here, Vegas, don't get your, don't do no stupid shit. Because the laws are not the same. The laws are not the same. I'm tell you, they are not. I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't find anything to criminalize you for. Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come to Vegas from Cali and get yourself in trouble. Don't do it. I'm telling you right fucking now. (laughs) Not the same. Not the same. Yeah, for real. Don't do it. (laughs) Turn up. I agree with you. Be responsible. It's not the same. Turn up, but be responsible. Don't be out here doing no fuck shit because you they will take your ass to jail in a hot second in a minute. They're using the, they're used to dealing with drunk ass people. So don't think that you're gonna be out there doing something different they ain't seen. It's fucking Vegas. Mm-hmm. Act accordingly. You're not in California. That includes you can't be walking mm-hmm. down the street smoking blunts. FYI, you're not in California anymore. Yeah, it's medically legal there. I don't know if it's recreationally legal there, but you're not in California, so don't go down there doing dumb stuff. They have hella dispensaries out of out here. When I mean hella, <laughs> they got limitless options to choose from. Yeah, exactly. So just you if you can go get your cannabis if you need to get your cannabis, but just be responsible. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Go out there, have a good time, be responsible. Meet some new people. And when I say be responsible, I mean all the way around. Uh, don't be drinking with people you don't know like that. Don't be going home with people you don't know like that. Just because they're a fan of your team don't mean they're not a creep. Yeah, especially with uh, trafficking. Sex trafficking. <laughs> Just and Vegas is a hot trafficking spot, bro. Don't be done. Yeah, so that should be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to check it out or not. We'll see. We'll, we'll see since I, I'm here. People are like, well, you live there. I'm like, yeah, but I don't be on the strip like that. I don't go to the strip every day, motherfuckers. Yeah. I got a life. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that people have to realize. Like, yeah, like, if, just because you live in Vegas doesn't mean you, you're just on the strip every day and every night living and breathing. Like, no. Like, you have a fucking life. The only time on I'm now. on the strip, unless there's Come some type now. of event Let's or concert that I know I want to go to, then I'll go. Other than that, I... Yeah. And there's other yes. things off of the strip that are fun to go and do that you don't have to ever exactly. in Vegas. Like, I'll do stuff around my area and stay in my area. I'm not like, yeah, let's go hit the strip every. No. And I'm too old for that, anyways. I'm, I'm just turned, I'm not 19, just turned 21. I'm like, yep, we're going to the strip. We're drinking every day. <laughs> she said, I'm too old for that. You 
ain't even you ain't even breathing on thirty yet. Talking about I'm too old. I am. For that. I'm not going. Man. I got work and stuff in the morning, and I work with children. I'm not going to the fucking strip every day because I. Where was I? I? Was somewhere and girl was like, "Yeah, I know somebody like who moved here, and they're like on the strip every day for what? And they tax over there." <laughs> She said, and they tax over there. She crazy. Yes. I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Can't. I feel it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not up for it every day. No, for real. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'll sit here and watch Power and drink my wine. And people are like, oh, you going, you going out tonight? Uh, no, probably not. I heard that. Power's coming on. I'll catch y'all another night. And then, Power's and let me, coming on. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the... That's a the, the, the cool thing about Vegas, though, it's a 24-hour city. So it's never, like, there's not anything to do. Like, if you want to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning, like, yeah, let's go do something, you could do it. Go take this power nap, get up, <laughs> and go out. Like, there's never not anything to do. Like, you can get up whatever the fuck you want. You want to go party at 5 a.m., you could go do it. Like, it's like, you don't have to like, yes, like, it's not like this need or urge to be like, yeah, I got to do something every hour, every single day because, because it's a 24 hour city. Like, you know, those options are always there. <laughs> exactly. I agree. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think, um, you're going to have people that are going to have the, like have been wanting to move to Vegas and this is going to push them to moving to Vegas, especially if they get a baseball and a basketball team, it's going to be a wrap. Vegas is going to be a whole new Mecca for people to come to, which is cool. Vegas is a great city and a great town, but, um, come support the aces. They got a basketball team here. I mean, NBA, yes, they should bring an NBA team here, but come support the aces. They're a good team and they need more fans to come out. Yeah, you're right. Come support. Come support all the sports out there in Vegas. They've got some great teams. The Aces. The are UFC really good. is out here too. The UFC is real, is huge out there. That's like the home of the UFC. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of options out there. Um, what is it? Um, what is it? Oh, God, I can't believe I've. Summer League is also usually in yep. Vegas too. They Summer League is always League a big games. thing. I always usually go to those yeah. games. So what's going on in Vegas? If you're a youngster and you're thinking about buying somewhere, Vegas is a great place to start. Unless you got an addiction to alcohol, then I don't. I and don't gambling. <laughs> and gambling. Stay your ass away. Or prostitution. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it's legal there. So, oh. I mean, if you really wanted to get into it, you get into uh, it. Well, I'm not getting into it. <laughs> Protect yourself at all costs. You're like, well, you could get into it. There's flesh it's eating. It's a side hustle. There's flesh eating. Uh, <laughs> There's flesh-eating bacteria out there. Protect yourself. Oh, God. Flesh-eating gonorrhea out there. I'm done with you. Protect yourself, people. (laughs) Well, this was a fun episode. This was. uh, You guys, please make sure you support our event. (laughs) Um, Yes, our event that's coming up here in no time. Please. I cannot wait for our event. It's going to be thebomb.com. I think you guys, there's going to be some excellent food there, some great topics. Please. Think, please, please support some sisters. And, and join us <laughs> and uh, see what we got going. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to have uh, alcohol. Yes. You should come through. That will be provided. Come see what we got going on. And if you're going to complain about the ticket, the alcohol, and all that is provided, and the food, and the live conversation, and networking, okay? <laughs> like everything is included with the purchase of your ticket, basically. Yes. Like, don't be a bum. <laughs> you spent money on worse things. Show your ass up. Come out and just have a good time. And then also, I want to put out there that um, if you're thinking about driving, you would it would be wise to leave early if you're going to try to look for parking or if you don't want to drive and you're going to be drinking. Cause yes, I am going to promote drinking and being responsible. You can hop on BART because literally the venue is right across from BART. So if you're not, if you don't think you want to leave early or you don't think that you want to drive or catch an Uber, whatever it is, I would say BART or Uber or Lyft. I think those would be like the best options. If you're going to be drinking, you don't want to feel, and you don't feel like driving and looking around for a park. Otherwise, if you're not going to do any, Public transportation. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, It's 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 really easy if you just do the BART thing. 
I'll be honest with you, um, it just makes life easier for yourself. Parking down there is really hectic and they have a lot of construction and stuff going on down there. Um, so it, I would suggest that you take catch BART. If you don't want to catch BART, I would even suggest paying and parking at BART because it'll just be easier convenience for you. You won't have to worry about the meters or anything like that. It's just really, really convenient. So if you don't know, you can check our social media pages um, we'll have um, directions on how to get there by BART. We'll have uh, directions about the parking and everything in the area. The event is on July 12th of 2020. <coughs> it's going to be from 1130 to 3 o'clock. Um, please remember that the food, the conversation, the networking, the live podcast is all included with the ticket. There's nothing else that you'll need to purchase when you're there, including alcohol as well. Um, I really hope you guys show out, come out and show out and come and have a good time with us. It's going to be really, really fun. Uh, we'll release the topics closer to the date of what we're going to be talking about. Um, but remember, July 12th from 1130 to 3. Be there or be square. Yeah, people like come out and chop it up with your girls, especially if you haven't met us and you like listen to us. Please come out. Want to see your beautiful faces. I want to see who our supporters are, who some of our other supporters are, besides the people who I know listen. You you can get the tickets on Eventbrite, but you can also go to our social media pages and buy tickets there as well. Um, There are going to be a limited amount of tickets that are going to be sold. They're on sale now, so you can go out and get your tickets anytime. I would suggest you not wait for the last minute to do so. Um, And as we get closer and closer to the event, you'll see more and more promotions um coming out about the event um you if you live in oakland um downtown oakland area um walnut creek area uh you probably have seen one of our flyers in like a starbucks a pete's um something like that um please come out show out it's going to be a lot of fun yes and then you guys know where you can listen to us apple spotify google and Anchor, you can also help us sustain um, these episodes as well on Anchor. Because like I said earlier, I had some people asking how they could donate. So right there on Anchor. And if you listen on another platform, there's a link as well that will take you directly to Anchor. So check us out. Hit us up. Don't be strangers. Please do. Please do. Hit us up. Don't be strangers. If there's a topic that you want us to talk about, please let us know. If you want to be a guest on the show, please let us know. We would love to have you. Um, until next time, this has been fun. Yes, this is your girl, legit with her legitimate perspective. Two opinions, too many topics, one crown. I am the topic queen. Off until next time. Peace. Deuces. Don't ever, ever forget we peeped it first.